touch our hearts this morning. Help us, O oh Lord, we present ourselves to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord. And everybody said, praise the Lord. It is written in the book of 2 Timothy, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about the gift of God. You may be seated. <clears throat> Before we can uh, stir up the gift of God, we have to get the gift of God. You have to have that. And as the writer said, he had laid hands on and prayed for, and somebody had the Holy Ghost. Somebody received this great experience, and somewhere down the road, he felt impressed to tell this person you need to stir up the gift of God remember back when we laid hands on you prayed for you and you received this experience he said now you need to stir up that gift of God when we first are pulled or drawn towards the spirit of the Lord no man can come except the spirit draw him but we have great assurance from the word of God that he is drawing everybody to him he is no respecter of persons. He wants everybody to come unto him. He doesn't want anybody to feel left out. And if the enemy brings that false feeling, then you want to draw on the word of God that tells you that he made provision and made a way for whosoever will. That anybody from anywhere, any background, any nationality, any language, any skin color, didn't make any difference to God at all, but that he wanted everybody everywhere to come and to realize, as Revelation said, they could take freely of the water of life, that they could take freely of the gift of God. The gift of God, the Scripture teaches, is the Holy Ghost. It is that which Jesus gave his life on the cross for, along with dying for the sin of the world, but that also that he might purchase that gift through that sacrifice that he might make that gift then available as it is written it would come to pass in the last days saith God I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh that there wouldn't be any respect to persons it wouldn't just be for one group now though there is always a beginning place and there was a beginning there in Acts chapter 2 the beginning of the church that Jesus started and then it started with people who were uh, of Jewish background and they had been raised up under the law, the word of God that was given to Moses, and even before Moses, promises that were given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and how that the Lord would rescue people out of their problems and their difficulties, people that he was going to call his people. And as he brought them out of Egypt and brought them towards and then eventually into that promised land, okay, that promised land that even Moses himself could not go into, all right? Why couldn't he go into that promised land? 
reason he couldn't really was because it was a dispensational truth. What God was saying very simply and very plainly was that there is the law and then there is grace. So we're going to show you the difference here. That God is saying, right now you're living under the law. Right now, that, that's the way things have been set up, but it's all a shadow and type. We come to find out from the Word of God that the law is really something that is the letter of the law is death. And that it uh, made the flesh aware, made the man and woman aware of certain things that are sinful. And that God said, thou shalt not. God began to put order to the situation here. Just as he did in Genesis 1 when he looked at the earth and he said, my goodness, this thing is, is empty and it's, it's, it's a bunch of chaos here and we, we see that it's uh, darkness. And you know, a lot of people, uh, I don't mean to get off the subject, but a lot of people uh, have a, a lot of difficulty about evolution and there's great debate that goes on. And, I, and they want to say that if you believe in God, then you've, you've kind of boxed yourself in to that we've only been here, Earth has only been here 6,000 years. Well, we only know about population and people and history for 6,000 years. How long the Earth boiled, bubbled, stewed, and baked before God's Spirit moved upon it, I don't know because the Bible doesn't say. But I want to encourage you to see beyond the superficial and look down to the root. It's nice to see a tree has come up. It's nice to see fruit on the tree. But you better understand you're seeing what's above the ground and easily easily visible. And uh, that's what you see when you look at creation. You see the visible things of God. But you've got to get beyond the visible. Underneath that tree and under the ground is a whole lot of root system going on and a taproot at that that goes down very deep and it's seeking out the water and the nutrient. So that that tree that you do see that has come up and producing that luscious fruit, those apples and oranges, so on and so forth, that's the visible manifestation of what's invisible. Let me say to you that you want to understand what's behind the spirit of things, what the real spirit is. It's when they say we want evolution so we can say no God. I tell you that they can both very much be together because God's the author of every good thing. And I don't care if God cared to use the word evolution or not. What you want to see is there's a God. There's an invisible God who showed himself out visibly and walked in the flesh and absolutely casted out devils, healed the sick, raised the dead, cleansed the leper, and did every all manner of wondrous deeds and works visibly. 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 So you see the spirit of a thing. Do things evolve? I don't have any problem with that. Do things adapt? Of course they adapt. There's lots of adapting that goes on, but you must read the spirit of it. That's where you must get past the surface. You must look deeper into the situation. And what is the motivation here? What is going on here? And it's the age-old spirit from before the foundation of the world. It's to get rid of God, get him out of the picture, to throw him out of the very world that he created. Is it not written in John chapter 1? He came unto his own, and his own received him not. The Bible teaches that if another come, him they will receive. 
believe. This is the spirit of the world and this is what you will see that is going to continually grow in taking place that people are going to embrace the unbelieving. People are going to embrace the anti-God spirit. People are going to try to get God out of the way and believe that things came about some other way. I hope you don't think so little of yourself or of the creative act of God that you are a very fine, well-oiled machine that God has given you a computer-like brain and it's got more megahertz than anything they'll ever come up with. Let me tell you, God has put great things in us as human beings, but above it all, he said we got a little cutoff of connection here because sin has interrupted and cut off the uh, the circuitry if you please and the, and the proper use of things and things are out of whack and not going right and that's why God said I want to put something in you that's going to fix it all up and that is the gift of God that is the Holy Ghost he wants you to be baptized in his name that's the name of Jesus and he wants you to receive the free gift of the Holy Ghost that's what he wants Everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. All right. That gift of God. The Bible said God gives that to them that obey him. Gives that to them that obey him. People that persist in disobedience are not going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That gift was purchased with the life of the Lamb of the Spirit. That was Jesus Christ. That flesh, that body, that tabernacle was given on the cross. He said, no man taketh my life from me. He said, I lay it down. I'm given this life. And I, he came in a body prepared, the scripture teaches, prepared by the word that was spoken by the spirit over Mary. And that body was brought, that flesh, that child was brought forth. And in that child dwelled the fullness of the very God bodily. And that flesh, that human side, begin to grow in grace and knowledge and go about and do many wonderful deeds and good works among people to the point where some people took up stones to stone him. He said, for which good work do you stone me? Is it because I raised your dead son? Is it because I pulled this one out of drugs or that one out of another thing or another one out of another thing and forgave you all of your sins? Is it for those things that you stoned me? How twisted up and perverted the mind can become when it is short-circuited by sin and everything gets all mumble-jumbled and mixed up and when it further gets uh, twisted and rested up by, by uh, religion and religious devils that come around. One woman danced around all over the place the apostles trying to do the work of God and they, she'd dance around in a sing-song voice and say, These be the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And all the while, she was everybody knew that she identified with a bad spirit and that she didn't have things right in her life. People knew about her. And it was a bad identification until the apostle had to look at her and cast that devil out. And within the same hour, that devil went out. Let me tell you, you can't serve God and hold on to the devil. You can sing your little song and you can do your little dance. But if your heart is disobedient, there's not going to be any genuine Holy Ghost. But when you get the genuine Holy Ghost, you want to remember that that's what saves you and delivers you from sin and yourself and your human spirit and then along the way here you've got to stir up the gift of God you've got to stir this up and get it motivated and moving in you and motivate you to go in the right direction there are many things in this life many spirits that come along to what did it say quench not the spirit 
There are many things that want to dampen your zeal, your enthusiasm. And I realize that there are plenty of people that can take that and misapply it. But when things are done right, decently and in order, actually that was said to me just a day or two ago, wanting to be sure that things are done decently and in order, it actually insulted me and said that, uh, you know, we just want to make sure that can you tell me there's not going to be any sacrifices to chickens or any handling of snakes. You know, it's just a, a very negative and insulting and hateful and unbelieving world out there. And they cloak themselves in some form of a religion. And they, they present an awful lot of self-righteousness. But I want to tell you, I know there's plenty of counterfeit out there. Not only in money, but also in people claiming to believe there's a lot of counterfeit out there. But that doesn't mean that there's not a genuine that doesn't mean that you, the old adage, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We want to, it's like the fish, you want to get the bone out and keep the meat. It's like the baby, you want to get rid of the dirty water and keep the nice clean baby, right? And so it is that we, because there's counterfeit, doesn't mean that we're going to throw away the good because of the bad. We're going to find out what is good, what is right. Did it not say prove all things and hold fast? to that which is good for you to lay hold on the gift of God which is the Holy Ghost when he said to repent and to be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost remember he and about 120 had just received that beautiful gift of God and he was telling them you can have the gift of the Holy Ghost. God's going to give that to obedient people. God's going to give that to people that are going to forsake the old lifestyle and want to get away from that stirring up of their flesh and their human spirit and doing things their way. And he's saying you get away from that through an, a good, godly repentance that, that brings about a godly sorrow for the things that you did wrong, said wrong, thought wrong, and acted wrong, and your attitude and the way you did things, you repent of that whole ball of wax and that lifestyle, and as you make a good repentance, then the blood starts flowing towards you, and then as you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, the blood washes away all those sins you just repented of and gives you a full pardon, unconditional wipeout, pardon, everything you are made brand new and now you're going to put on Christ and you get baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire and you want to keep that stirred up in your life you don't want to let this slip away there are many many wet blankets in life that come to to try to dampen the gift of God, the fire of the Holy Ghost. And we must stir that up properly. We must stir that up, that gift of God. So you first get it, you keep it, and you stir it up so that you stay involved and motivated on the right track, headed towards heaven. Everybody said praise the Lord. Let us stand. We're going to sing a little chorus. The children are coming. have a little special for you this morning. I feel the joy of the Lord falling fresh on me. I feel the joy of the Lord delivering me. I feel the joy of the Holy Ghost over me. I feel the joy of the Lord falling fresh on me. 
salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved amen god bless you you may be seated this morning as you begin to read in the scripture you're going to find that it instructs you of things that you need to do in your life if you want to go to heaven and we want this morning as a goal that I have in my life at least I want to go to heaven I want to make sure that I am ready that I am prepared in every way possible that I can be in order to go to heaven And as we read here this morning the scripture here says that there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved and of course we know this morning that that name is Jesus amen I'm so happy this morning that I know the name of Jesus. I'm happy that I know who died for my sins, and I'm happy to know who can wash away my sins this morning. Amen. In the book of John, chapter 3 and verse 5, there's a man named Nicodemus. He came to Jesus and asked him what he needed to do to go to heaven. And Jesus had told him that he had to be born of the water and that he had to be born of the Spirit if he wanted to go to heaven. And actually it said he must be born of the water and of the Spirit. There again is that must, that, that, that importance there of the emphasis, if you will, on how it has to be done. It has to be done. It's not an option. It wasn't saying, Jesus didn't tell Nicodemus, if you get time and, and you can fit it in your schedule that you can go ahead and get baptized and get the Holy Ghost. That's not what he was trying to get across. He was saying, if you want to go to heaven, you have to do this. You have to go through this salvation experience. And it is an experience. It's not just something that you're going to say, oh, I've done that, and oh, oh, I, oh yeah, I, I can say this now, so now I'm a, a part of this. No, there is some acting involved here. There is some participation in our part in doing and following through with what the Word of God says. I'm not satisfied with saying, oh, I can do this, and I'm not satisfied with saying, oh, oh, oh the Lord has done this in my life, and just saying it is not enough. I want to see it happen. 
I want to feel the experience. I want to, I know God is good this morning, and I know He has brought me through many situations, and I'm thankful for each and every one of the times that He has had His hand upon my life. But this morning, I want to see His hand in action. This morning, I've come into the house of the Lord to feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. I don't want to come in and just talk about the Holy Ghost this morning. I don't want to come in and say, oh, people can be filled with the Holy Ghost. But I want to see people filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to see the Word of God coming alive in somebody's heart this morning. Hallelujah. You have to understand God's motivation is not to make you look silly and not to make you feel awkward, but God's motivation is to get a hold of your heart, the, 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 the core of your, your vessel that He has made you to be this morning. He wants you to recognize you have to surrender that to Him. And the devil tries to wrap you up with everything in this world. He tries to put importance on everything in this world and make you feel that you have to be evolved with this and evolved with that and all this kind of stuff. And it doesn't mean anything. All you need to worry about this morning is getting your heart focused on the Holy Ghost. Getting your life focused on what God's trying to do here this morning. We have situations in our life. We have sin in our heart. At times, the Bible says that all of us have sinned and we've all come short of His glory, but it also tells us how to take care of that sin. It tells us to be baptized in His name. And the Bible says that we are baptized in His name that He washes away all of our sin. He gives us a full remission of our sins, a full forgiveness. We come out of that water, the Bible says that we are brand new. Everything is new. He gives us a new start to life. And he leaves all the old, dirty, filthy, nasty us in that water and gives us a new opportunity. I'm thankful that his blood gives us opportunity. I'm thankful this morning that his blood washes away our sins. There's nothing in this world that can forgive you of your sins. There's nothing in this world that can give you the peace and the strength that God is going to give you if you will allow him to give it to you. People turn to different things looking for help and looking for direction in their life. And they, they turn to family, they turn to friends, they turn to doctors, and they turn to these things looking for some kind of comfort in their life, some kind of a, a pick-me-up and encouragement to get through a dark time. And, and see, the problem is people spend money to do that. And they, they, they waste a lot of time and they get a lot of emotions involved in different things of that nature. And you have to understand that those things are not going to give you what you want. But you look at them and they look good. And you, you talk to people sometimes and share your feelings and it makes you feel a little better about yourself. And they'll tell you about somebody else that has the same situation. And it kind of comforts you a little bit. It takes a little bit of the ease off, if you will. So the pressure off. But the problem is, the problem is still there. That There's not any fix there. That's just a little band-aid, if you will, over the situation. And I serve a God this morning that does not fix things with band-aids. I serve a healer this morning. I serve the creator of all things this morning. And when I bring my need before him, he doesn't just patch it up. He fixes it. And he puts it in the way that it needs to be. Amen. And by faith, I have to walk that way that he fixes it to be. 
<laughs> and I don't try to change it again and try to make it into something else because you have to understand sometimes God's just trying to deliver us from ourselves. Things that we think we need and ways we think we need to go and, and directions we think are right are not always right. God knows what's right. God knows what's best for our life. And we have to have enough faith to understand, God, I know you're taking me down this road for a reason. I know there's a, there's a purpose in what I'm doing and the way that I'm doing it. I'm not just doing it, but I'm doing it for a reason here. Because I'm trying to get to heaven. I'm trying to get heaven to be my home. And you have to understand that there are so many distractions trying to stop you from getting to heaven this morning. How many of you know the devil tries? <laughs> he tries all kinds of things to get our attention, putting things in our face. And, 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 and it just, there's, I was talking to Pastor Urshan last night. Um, and I told Pastor Urshan, I said, you know, so I was praying the other day, and I said, and God just showed me some things. And I said, I said, there's just really nothing here worth, worth worrying about. There's nothing here. I said, we, we worry about this and that and how we look and what we drive and where we live and what's going on. And there's no, there's no value to that. It doesn't matter if you die and you've got no money in the bank and if you die and you've got a million dollars in the bank. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're driving. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. All that matters is that your heart is stayed and focused, that you are baptized in Jesus' name, and that you've got that precious gift of the Holy Ghost working in your life. That's what matters. And when you get that being your motivation and your purpose for living, then God's going to bless you with something to put on your back. And God's going to bless you with something to drive and something to live in. But you can't be so wrapped up on everything else that you forget the purpose in which God woke you up this morning. He didn't wake you up to go do whatever. He woke you up to worship. And I'm not going to be so caught up in myself, in my lifestyle, in the things that I desire, that I forget to thank the Creator that woke me up and forget to thank Him for giving me the strength that He's given me in my body. Hallelujah. You've got to get your motivation in the right place. You've got to get your priorities in line this morning. What are you worshiping this morning? Are you worshiping the creator of all things? Are you worshiping yourself in your little life? Hallelujah. You've got to understand this morning that those things you think are important, they're not going to save your soul. Those things you think are so great and so wonderful, they're going to break down on you and they're going to leave you stranded. But I know this morning that the God I serve, He's going to raise me up. He's going to put me in places... Hallelujah. The scripture says some may trust in horses and some may trust in chariots, but I'm going to trust in the name of my Lord our God. I'm going to trust in Jesus this morning. I'm going to trust the one that died on the cross. I'm going to trust the one that washed me with his blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
What that means is I've got to step aside for a few minutes. That means I've got to put my agenda on the side and focus on what I'm here for. I need a focus this morning. I need the Holy Ghost this morning. I need His touch this morning. You need to focus on that sin that you've got living in your heart this morning. You need to focus on how you're going to get rid of that sin. We've already baptized one this morning. That water's already been stirred up this morning. And you can go in that water. And you can get submerged in that water. And you can come up brand new. I don't want to leave this place with sin in my heart this morning. I don't want to leave this place with the weight and the bondage that the devil puts on my back. How many of you know that sin is weight? It weighs you down. It tears you away from what God's trying to do. God's trying to lift you up. God's trying to bring you out of darkness. To separate you from darkness. And we pile it on our back. We say, oh, that looks good here. Let me put that in my little pocket here. Let me carry that around with me a little bit. Let me carry this attitude around. Let me carry this pride around. You know, I, you know some people are so worried about what they look like, they could care less about anything else. I'm sorry to break your heart this morning, but you don't look that good. And God doesn't care what you look like. He cares about where your heart is. He cares about what's pushing you and motivating you. I'm serving God this morning. The true and the living God. They sang that song at the funeral yesterday. It said he never, his, name, his blood never loses its power. It never loses its power. You've got to understand this morning, the God that we're talking about, the God that we're calling upon, the God that we're worshiping right now, he never loses his power. He's always there. He's always there. And it doesn't matter what the devil makes it look like, he's there. He's got his hand outstretched. And he's looking for us, calling for us. But sometimes, you know, we just ain't listening. You maybe see it this morning. We've got ourselves tuned in to 101 us. Listen to that call of God. Listen to that pull of God. We're in a place right now, and I'm so thankful to be in the presence of the Lord. I'm thankful for it. I don't want to be anyplace else. It doesn't matter. I want to be right here. It's feeling what I'm feeling right now. It feels good in here. <clears throat> if it don't feel good to you, you need to wake up. You need to shake off that sleep demon that you've got wrapped up on you this morning and start to feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the devil don't want you to feel what's here this morning. He don't want you to experience what's here right now. I want to experience it. I want to push off Sunday morning. I want to push off Sunday afternoon. I want to push off everything else that's going through my mind and focus right now. Right now. It's high time to awake out of sleep. Right now is the time to say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I, I know I've gone astray. I know that I've put other priorities in my life. But I need you. I need you. I need your touch. I need your direction. I need your help. Stop lying to yourself. Stop saying, oh, I'm okay. Oh, I don't need that. Oh, I don't need any part of that. You're lying to yourself. You need what's here right now. 
Everybody needs it. It doesn't matter who you are. You need it. I need it. I can't make it a day without the Holy Ghost. I can't make it a day without calling upon His name. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so happy to be able to know His truth. There's so many people that believe whatever and do whatever, and they don't have the fullness. They don't have the power that's in His name. They're denied that because they're too wrapped up to understand it's there for them. I don't want to shut things off. I don't want to block things out because of whatever. I want to be open to the Holy Ghost, open to His will, open to His calling, open to whatever He has for me to do. That's difficult because sometimes you ain't going to want to do it. Sometimes God's going to call you to do something. You're going to say, oh, no. Ooh, no. Don't you be asking me that. I look too good for that. I got too much pride for that. No, no, you say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Here I am, Lord. You've made me, so use me for whatever you need me to do. Let me be that willing vessel. Let me be that open vessel, ready to be used. And don't say, oh, no, no, that's too much, Lord. That's too much. That's what the rich young ruler said. He said, you go sell all that you have. And, and he said, oh, no. No, no. That's too personal. You're getting into my space now. Let go of your space. Let go of your little closet, your little secret place. Your little things are so great. Let go of them. And let God fill them with the Holy Ghost. Let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. Just let him do it. He wants to do it. But you've got to get out of the way and say, Lord, fill me and mean it. Don't just say it, mean it. There's a difference between saying, oh, everyone's looking at me, so I better act like I want this now. Oh, it's the time now. Everyone's up front, so I better put my hands up and, and go through the motion. No, 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 that's not what this is about. I'm not here. I don't need you to worship this morning. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad everybody's here. But I want, I'm going to worship God if you worship God or not. Because he woke me up. He's given me a chance. He's given me an opportunity. And I'm going to take advantage of it. I'm going to fulfill the purpose in which God gave me this day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let him fill you with the Holy Ghost. Let him fill you the way he wants to fill you this morning. Let him touch you the way he wants to touch you. And don't limit him to what you want this morning. I want the whole deal. I want everything God has this morning. I want everything that I can possibly fit in. This vessel that he has given me. I need it all. I need it. I have to have it. And you will understand that when these scriptures say it's something you must do, at first you have to understand it's just something you've got to realize. I've got to do this. And then after that, the must changes into I must do it because I want to do it. I, I can't do this without it. I have to worship. I have to call Paul's name. Not because anybody's making me, but because I feel it working in my soul. I feel a hunger after I walk away. I've got to be filled back up again. I must be filled. Let that pull encourage you this morning. Don't be frightened by the pull of God. Don't be scared of it this morning. But just open up to it. Accept it. And allow it to work in your heart. Amen. 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 I'm so happy 
to be in the house of the Lord. We say that a lot, but you know what? I mean it. I mean, I'm happy to be in the house of the God. I could be so many other places. The devil wants us to be in other places, but I'm happy that I was able to make it to the house of God. That I was able to, to wake up this morning when the alarm clock went off. And I didn't push snooze, and I didn't make an excuse, but I was able to be into the house yeah. of God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. If you understood sometimes what was in this place and what you could get in this place, there, w- there wouldn't be anything that could stop you from getting here. When you understand that the strength that you need is here and, and the-, the help that you need to get through your time, to lift you up through depression, to lift you up through whatever's going on in your life, you understand it's here. All ready for you to obtain it. You, 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 just to obtain it. God's willing, so ready, and so willing to pour it out in our lives what we need. I want a touch this morning. I want to walk out with the victory that I need. I want to walk out with the strength that I need. I don't want to walk out of these doors the same way. I don't want to walk out knowing, oh, I need to go back in to take care of something. I want to take care of it. That's why we came to church. To take care of our problems. And Lord knows we all have those. So why walk out empty-handed? Why walk out broken? Let Him fix you. Let Him fix the situation. And you need to realize you need to stop. Just that simple. Realize the sin has got to stop. The things that I think are important, they've got to stop. If I want to go to heaven, if I want this experience, if I want what God has for me. And I know you want it. I know you want it. Because everybody wants the Holy Ghost. Just not everybody understands that they need the Holy Ghost. Sometimes a little miscommunication there between you and your brain. (laughs) Tune in the right channel right now. (laughs) Get your mind focused right now. There's an eternity facing each and every one of us, and we want to be ready. We don't want to be stepping off in eternity unprepared. We want to be ready. And this is the place to get ready this morning. The Holy Ghost is here and ready to fill your heart. Let's worship Him right now. Let's call upon that name that's above every other name. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Whatever your situation is right now, you bring it down to this front. God's going to touch you. He's going to lift you up. He's going to encourage you. Hallelujah. Let's come and worship right now. Thank you, Jesus. I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will sing, I will praise the Lord, I will praise the Lord, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. Come on now. I will sing, I will praise the Lord, magnify and serve the King of Kings. He is Lord, Lord that all creation sings. Somebody praise Him. 
sing. I will praise the Lord, magnify, exalt the King of 